Robert Horahan was a big teddy bear of a man who loved his daughter more than anything. He worked as an electrician and was married to his longtime sweetheart, Tara May. They lived in Columbia, Virginia, and by all accounts had a happy life. On Friday, April 8th, 2011, Robert woke up and dressed for work in his uniform just like he always did. He left around 6.30 a.m., taking his wife's white Chevy Cavalier. Robert would head to his regular stopping spot for breakfast, the E.W. Thomas store, and a little while later, a friend of Tara's saw her car on the highway and called Tara to tell her. This was not a normal route that Robert usually took. Confused, Tara tried Robert's cell phone, but it went straight to voicemail. Robert would never be seen or heard from again. Where is Robert Horahan? Hello, and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast. Our goal is to cover some of the lesser known missing persons cases out there. And the case of Robert Horahan definitely fits the bill. So many oddities, but so little media coverage. If you are new to our show, please check us out on Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow over there. We try to share updates, news, and other missing persons cases as we can. You can find the Where Are They podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Audible and Amazon now, and you can find us on YouTube also, where we like to share photographs of the missing person, evidence photos, and surveillance video if there is any. You can find us under the Where Are They podcast channel. And a big welcome to our newest Patreon member, Billy Joe. Billy listens from her home in Florida, and we are very happy to have you as part of our detective group. If you are interested in some podcast merch, bonus episodes, and other perks, you can get more information at patreon.com slash where are they podcast. Since our podcast tries to cover the cases that need it more than the cases that already have a lot of attention, we really need your help to do so. If there is a missing persons case that you are aware of that isn't talked about as much as it should be, please send me an email at canwefindthem@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also DM me on Instagram. Awareness is very important in these cases, and getting the word out can often help these cases get solved. Please feel free to share our posts, our episodes, and the stories of these missing people as best as you can. Today's story is a baffling one that may leave you with some raised eyebrows. Robert Horahan would meet his future wife, Tara May, in church when they were just teenagers. While they knew each other, they wouldn't begin dating until they were in their early 20s, although Tara May admits to having a crush on Robert from the very beginning. She says she still remembers the day Robert agreed to go out with her. 
He had been complaining about breaking up with another girl at the time when she suggested the two of them go out. He agreed. Tara said she was giddy with excitement that whole day and will never forget it. They would go on to get married and they resided in a very small town, Columbia, Virginia. They would have a little girl, Melody, who was born in either 2004 or 2005. Now, Columbia, Virginia is an exceptionally small town. Wikipedia describes it as Columbia, formerly known as Point of Fork, is an unincorporated community in Fluvanna County, Virginia, at the confluence of the James and Rivanna Rivers. Following a referendum, Columbia was dissolved as an incorporated town on July 1st, 2016. Until that time, it was the smallest incorporated town in the state of Virginia. As of the 2010 census, the town's population was 83, up from 49 at the 2000 census. Columbia is considered part of the Charlottesville metropolitan area. So definitely a small, small town, and you know how small towns are. Everyone talked very highly of Rob as a parent. He loved his little girl more than anything and enjoyed being a dad. Every single person that knew Rob agreed that Rob was devoted to that little girl. She was his whole world. Rob had also been diagnosed with long QT syndrome, LQTS. LQTS is an abnormal feature of the heart's electrical system that can lead to a potentially life-threatening arrhythmia. LQTS is not curable, but with treatment can be managed successfully. But because of this condition, it was imperative that Rob take his medication daily. Without it, he can suffer drastic side effects such as fainting and nausea, or even a direct failure of the heart's electric system. The heart could stop beating altogether. Essentially, the electric charge that causes a heart to beat wasn't working properly in his case. So needless to say, Rob's daily medication was a necessity. On the morning of April 8th in 2011, it was a Friday, Rob woke up for work, put his electrician uniform on, kissed his wife and daughter goodbye, telling them he loved them. And this was a normal morning routine for the family. Rob left Columbia that morning, telling Tara he was working in Richmond that day. Richmond was about a 50-minute drive to the southeast of Columbia. Some friends later said that Rob stopped at the E.W. Thomas grocery store in Palmyra, Virginia for breakfast. They confirmed seeing him there around 8 a.m. This was also a fairly normal activity for Rob. He knew a lot of people that worked there, and I believe he also had worked there at some point earlier in his life. Several people would mention that they saw him having his normal breakfast. The odd part about that is that Palmyra was about 20 minutes to the northwest of Columbia, the complete opposite direction of Richmond, where he should have been headed. But if this was a habit of Rob's and he knew people there, it's understandable. It was also Friday, so maybe it was a payday, and he just wanted to go see his friends and have his favorite breakfast. This would put Rob driving 20 minutes north to have breakfast at the E.W. Thomas and then backtracking back through Columbia to head towards Richmond. Not completely impossible, but definitely 
out of his way and seems a little odd. But later that morning, a friend would call Tara because she saw Tara's car heading east on Interstate 53 and exiting to go towards Cunningham, Virginia. And a lot of people will question later on why that call was made. But honestly, I just wonder if it was because it was Tara's car and maybe this friend thought it was Tara driving it. Maybe she just called to tell her that she was driving behind her. But now Tara gets this call from her friend and immediately knows something is up. This is nowhere near anywhere where Rob said he would have been that day. And in looking at the map, I can see why she was worried and confused. Cunningham is north of Palmyra, putting Rob even further and further away from his supposed destination of Richmond. So he was now over an hour and a half away from Richmond, Virginia. Tara starts calling his cell phone, but it goes straight to voicemail. And as Tara starts digging to find out what's going on, she also learns that Rob was not even scheduled to work that day. So what was he doing and where was he going? Tara said there was no way Rob was into anything he shouldn't have been. And friends and family all agreed. Rob was a good guy, a faithful guy, a family man. But could he be up to something? Why would he dress for work, act like you're going to go there for the entire day when you in fact had the day off? It kind of alludes to some type of secret that he may have had. So that Friday afternoon slowly turns into evening and then night with still no sign of Rob. On Saturday, April 9th, Tara still has not heard from Rob. On Sunday, April 10th, Tara finally reports Rob missing that night. And that is where the real oddities begin. No one is sure why Tara took so long to report him missing, And in fact, she continues to post happy, upbeat, normal things on her Facebook page all weekend. Police do start to investigate Rob's disappearance right away. And it's discovered that despite his need for daily medication, he took none of it with him on that Friday when he left, at least from what they could tell. Tara also confirmed to them that he didn't have any medication with him and she was very concerned. As police begin to talk to people that knew Rob, It was discovered that Rob was meeting with a friend that day and was actually planning to take a trip up to New York. This friend who told the police and Tara this plan said that Rob was supposedly going to take this trip with a friend named Danny. Police do track down this Danny and ask him if he knows where Rob is. Danny did tell police that they were supposed to meet up and take a trip to the city, but Rob never showed. But something isn't adding up. This adoring and loyal family man lies to his wife about going to work, actually plans on going to New York City for the entire weekend, but then doesn't even show up to meet with the friend to do that. And during this investigation, police are keeping tight-lipped on the details regarding this friend, Danny. The police do put an APB out on Tara's car, the one Rob was driving, a white Chevy Cavalier with vanity plates that read Tara May. There was also a few identifiable stickers on the back of the car, which should make spotting this vehicle pretty easy. 
And soon days go by with no leads. Then weeks, no sign of Rob or even Tara's white cavalier. Tara goes public with pleas for help in finding her husband and a help find Robert Horahan Facebook page is set up. And without a doubt, Tara May in some of these interviews was said to be extremely distressed and crying and upset, just as you would expect. She expressed a lot of concern about Robert's health and need for medication. But other than a couple short interviews on local news station, there is not much press given to Rob's case. But some locals that live in the area do pick up on it and start searching on their own. A lot of people believed that maybe he crashed or ran off the road or had an accident somewhere and just wasn't visible. People would start driving the entire one and a half hour route from Richmond up to Cunningham and even up to Charlottesville, Virginia. There was no sign of Rob or the White Cavalier. Very little new information is discovered. That is until May 28th, some 50 days after Robert was last seen. The White Cavalier was found. It had been parked on the edge of a Target parking lot in La Plata, Maryland. The car had been reported as abandoned, which is how they discovered it. And this was 115 miles from Rob's home in Columbia, Virginia. Police found no evidence of Rob in or around the car. They were quick to process the scene once the car was discovered. They dusted it for prints and they took the car to the lab for further testing. The target surveillance videos were also requested. However, no evidence was ever released to the public as far as what they found or even if they still had active footage to review. Tara would make a statement saying that she was even more confused as they had absolutely zero ties to La Plata, Maryland, and didn't seem to be any logical reason why Rob would be there. She would also say that she believed that he was probably murdered and the car was abandoned there. And the police would also come out and announce that they believe that Rob likely met with foul play and they are certain that there are individuals who know what happened and they ask those people to do what's right and come forward with the information they need. They said they want to provide closure to Tara and the family. Tara also goes on record saying that she believes her husband had been murdered. However, no other information is made public about why the police and Tara seem so certain about that fact. And while at first, Tara garnered a lot of public sympathy as a wife missing her husband, but soon a lot of people started questioning her actions. First, why did she take so long to report him missing, especially knowing he needed medication and wasn't answering his cell phone? Now, some would argue that that was because she believed him to be with friends for the weekend, and even though he hadn't told her, she just believed that he would likely come home sometime after the trip. But when he didn't show by Sunday night, and she still couldn't reach him by phone, she called the police. 
Second, it was really quickly after Robert was reported missing that she started referring to him in the past tense when talking to the media. Third, she continued to post oddly happy and upbeat things on her Facebook page, despite claiming to be so worried about her missing husband. Now, some of this behavior is odd for sure, but it doesn't necessarily make her guilty of anything. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, some internet sleuths believe they identified this Danny person that Rob was supposed to meet that day. And the most interesting part that is discovered is that if they are correct in his identity, his family resides between the Columbia and Richmond, Virginia areas, and of all other places, La Plata, Maryland. Seems very suspicious if there is indeed a connection there. If you want to do some digging on last names, the information is out there. I am not naming any names here since no one has officially ever been identified in the case as being connected. But that would certainly answer the question of why the car ended up in La Plata, Maryland, a place that seemed so random and had no apparent ties to Robert himself. So what do we actually know here? We know that Robert went to the E.W. Thomas store that morning for breakfast because several people saw him there. While Tara said he left in his work uniform that morning, I haven't seen anywhere else where people corroborated that, but I also haven't seen anyone disputing that. And we do know then that he was at least alive and well on that Friday morning after leaving his home. We also know that a friend of Tara's allegedly saw the car he was driving mid-morning that day and called Tara to tell her. The car was headed in the opposite direction of Richmond, Virginia, where Tara had believed him to be headed. A couple friends did confirm to police that Robert was planning on meeting another friend that day and going to New York. That friend also confirms this story, however, says that Robert never showed up. The police have also reported that they believe that Rob met with foul play and there are people out there that know what happened. Clearly, the police know more than they are saying in this case, hopefully keeping facts under wraps to protect their possible case in the future. We have no knowledge of any drug, gambling, or other possible dangerous or illegal activities in Robert's past. This friend, only identified as Danny, has possible ties to La Plata, Maryland. The town where the car Rob had been driving would be found on May 28th. So what the heck is going on here? I mean, with these facts, I still have several questions. Was Rob and Tara's marriage not as picture perfect as they wanted people to believe? Why was Rob lying to her about where he was going? Why did Tara report him missing days later and then begin referring to him in past tense almost immediately? I also want to know, did the police ping his phone or pull his phone records? I would hope that they did, but I can't find any reports confirming this to the public. It's been 10 years now since Rob vanished. And I know the police may want to protect possible evidence, but maybe it's time they release more information to the public to get some help in solving this case. With what we do know here, 
There are a few possible theories. Theory number one, Rob left on his own accord. And a lot of people actually believe this. They believe that because of the lie he told about where he was going that morning and how he put on a ruse that he was going to work. People think that there was a plan in motion for Rob to get away. He went as far as to put on his work uniform and carry through with that morning like he normally did. But he had plans to go to New York and never told Tara. So if all this is true, it seems that he might have had something to hide. Or, which is possibly just as likely, we aren't getting the full story here. But maybe Rob did leave and go start a fresh life somewhere else. Theory number two, Rob was involved in something illegal and met with foul play. Is there something else going on here? Maybe drugs or gambling? Did Rob have that kind of secret? If the internet sleuths are correct with identifying the friend Rob was going to meet, this guy does have a history of drug convictions. Was it possible Rob was hiding something from everyone? Was this a drug deal gone bad? Or maybe he saw something he shouldn't have during an interaction with these people. Theory number three, Rob's wife is involved. This could also be a possibility. Her actions are odd as we know them. But that doesn't make someone guilty of anything. Her failure to report him missing, continuing to post happy Facebook posts all weekend, and her reference to him in the past tense, almost immediately after he vanished, definitely do raise some concerns. We do know that Rob did leave the house that morning, as she had said, because he was seen by other people. So maybe she planned something with the help of someone else. What we can confirm is that there is a little girl who kissed her daddy goodbye that morning and never saw him again. A little girl that Rob worshipped. Where is Rob Horahan? Rob is described as a Caucasian male with blondish hair, blue eyes, and had a beard at the time of his disappearance. He stood around 5 foot 11 and weighed about 225 pounds. He was last seen on Friday, April 8th, 2011. If you have any information as to the whereabouts of Rob Horahan or anything at all regarding his case, please contact the Fluvana Sheriff's Department at 434-589-8211. Please share Rob's story. 10 years is too long for the family to not have answers. Someone knows something. And there is now a teenage girl out there who has grown up without her father. The Facebook group that was set up for Rob's disappearance has been deleted. We will be following this case closely, however, so keep an eye on our Instagram and Facebook, which is where we will share any updates on Rob's case. And of course, all the other cases we cover as well. Also, please remember to subscribe to our show on whatever platform you like. We are on all podcast platforms. The more activity we have on those channels, the more exposure these cases have. 
Thank you for listening to Rob's story and tuning in to this week's episode of Where Are They? We will be back again next week with another Unsolved Missing Persons episode. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones. Bye.